Waiting on a tax return? Hopefully it ends up in your hands. Fraudulent tax returns due to identity theft increased by 30% in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. Our U.S.-based restoration specialists are experts dedicated to helping solve your identity theft issues. And all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package. So we'll reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Help protect your information this tax season with LifeLock. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com aware. ¿Escuchas ese rugido? ¿Sientes la experiencia de poder? ¿La emoción de la libertad? Ya estás preparado para vivir tu nueva aventura. Nueva Ram 1500, hecha para vivir. Ram es una marca registrada de FCA US LLC. Good afternoon and welcome on Joy Newsroom. The news is live on the Joy News channel, DSTV channel 421, GoTV channel 125, and across all our social media platforms. Coming up, National Chairman of the Governing MPP, Stephen Intim, denounces the activities of LGBTQI plus in Ghana. We'll bring you details as he says the party believes in the religious and cultural values that frown against the practice. And then stop producing sachet and bottled water. That is the warning from the Food and Drugs Authority to unlicensed manufacturers of the product. As it warns, their activities have the potential to cause the outbreak of waterborne diseases like cholera and diarrhea. Also, Mauli Senior High School cuts Keta SHTS and Bishop Herman College to size to win the prestigious Goyle Volta OT Zonal Regional Championship for the very first time. Let's settle for the details now with me, Benjamin Akapu. Let's get to our very first story now. And the national chairman of the governing NPP, Stephen Ayensu and Tim, is this afternoon denouncing the activities of LGBTQI plus in Ghana. According to him, the party believes in the religious and cultural values that frown against the practice and will not go contrary to such beliefs. Ms. Entim communicated the MPP's stance on this controversial issue at the one-year Thanksgiving service for the national executive. The new patriotic party, which I represent as national chairman, which is to articulate explicitly in no uncertain terms without any bells and whistles that we have a position on the topic that is making the rounds not just in Ghana but across the globe. What is the position of the new patriotic party when it comes to LGBTQ? I'm sure most 
of the people here, if not all, will say that Ghana frowns upon the LGBTQ. Correct me if I'm wrong. Why would I, Stephen and Tim, why would our General Secretary, Justin Frimpong Kudia, why would this able national organizer National Third Vice Chairman and all the men here and also the women here stoop so low and opt for LGBTQ. Uh, I want to state emphatically, without any fear of equivocation, that the new patriotic party that I chair will never support LGBTQ. The good Lord wants us to continue populating we can answer that question and which means if we are going to opt for that uh, number one it is contrary to the dictates of the good book the bible it is in no uncertain terms and it also means that if you are going to follow that route then Sooner or later, all of us will cease to exist because we cannot continue populating the world with human beings. I hope you are clear on this. Reverend ministers, we want you to continue praying for the new patriotic party and for Ghana that's standing here without any equivocation, denouncing the LGBTQ. Pray for us to continue upholding our cultural values. Having said this, I wish to thank you profusely for accepting to host us today as we mark the one-year anniversary of this executive of the New Patriotic Party. Thank you very much. Well, also there, General Secretary Justin Frimpong-Kudia uh, said that the MPP acknowledged the current economic situation and appealed to Ghanaians to have faith in the MPP government to put the economy back on track. The challenges that we go through as a country, we shall get to the promised land, no matter what. Let us continue to remain resolute that the God that gave us the power 
the God that made it possible for the president and the government to introduce free senior high school, the God that made it possible for us as a country to have one district, one factory, planted for food and jobs, irrespective of the COVID that came, irrespective of the business that collapsed, Ghana shall bounce back in the record shortest possible time. It is possible. It is possible and we shall bounce back. Listening to my dear brother and friend, colleague general secretary, in his sermons, for me, when we come to the house of the Lord, it does not matter whether it belongs to NDC or it belongs to NPP. At the end of the day, when we have a peaceful country, at the end of the day, when there is development in this country, whether you are NDC or you are NPP, you all benefit from it. So let us continue to pray for our president, pray for our country, and I know the Lord, our God, will never turn his back on Ghana. Ghana is a blessed country, and the Lord will continue to bless us. Thank you, the national chairman. Certainly, we can't come to the house of the Lord and live like that. Yes, one thing that we have taken notice of is our road. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Fortunately for us, with our national chairman, my good self, and Harry Nanabwache, we are very close confidant of the Rose Minister. Tomorrow is the first working day of the week. We will be at his office. And our message will be very simple. Road Minister, on our one-year anniversary, we went to PIWC Atomic. And we went to make a promise to them that before the year ends, this small road should be constructed for the church. While moving away from the politics, two persons have died after an illegal mining pit they were working in collapsed on them at Udumasi in the Asante Achim Central Municipality of the Ashanti region. Now, the two were part of a group of illegal miners working in a concession belonging to the Northern Ashanti Mines Limited. Many of the mining company's concessions lie unprotected, becoming a haven for dangerous illegal mining joints in the town. Erastus Asaridonko was at the scene of the incident and now reports. Ashantiachim Odumase is known for deep pits illegal mining, eating into age-old mining pits and concessions. Digging beneath homes is a common practice which has so far claimed one life. Saturday's tragedy struck beneath these high-tension electric poles. This illegal mining activity within the concession of the Northern Ashanti Mining Limited has claimed two lives. Now what these illegal miners are doing here is that they use these machines, these chamfan machines, 
they dig beneath the ground over there and they bring out the produce here and they wash them over here so creating a sludge that winds up beneath this load so these machines you see here were the ones they were working with the guys who were down the pit were working inside here digging beneath the earth here creating a big hole over there so they were scooping the raw material full of gold bringing it up here for washing so whilst there this whole F became very loose so beneath there whilst they were digging it collapsed and came on them killing two one escaped unscathed it took rescuers hours to excavate the remains of the two miners I am a boy to me you yeah the incident has shocked many but it will not stop these miners whose colleagues have died from salvaging what is left of the materials they were digging for. Mining in this area perhaps will not stop. Reporting for Joy News, Erastus Asaridonko, Odumase, Asantiachim Central, Ashanti region. Well, from that sad spectacle, stop producing sachet and bottled water. That is the warning from the Food and Drugs Authority to unlicensed manufacturers of the product as it warns their activities have the potential of causing the outbreak of waterborne diseases like cholera and diarrhea. Here is a statement from the Food and Drugs Authority. And it reads, Notice to producers of sachet or bottled water products. The Food and Drugs Authority has noted with concern the increased number of non-compliance among some sachet or bottled water producers. This has the potential of compromising public health, including causing an outbreak of waterborne diseases such as cholera, diarrhea, dysentery, and typhoid. The authority is cautioning all manufacturers who are manufacturing without an FDA manufacturing license and or whose products are not registered to immediately suspend manufacturing and take steps to regularize their operations or face appropriate actions. The FDA's industrial support team is available to provide training and technical support to the industry. And that is the statement. It also adds, the MBA continues to urge the public to check the registration status of regulated products from the FDA's website that is fdagana.gov.gh or through the proper platform uh, before purchase. For further information, please contact the FDA on the contacts provided below. And of course, we'll keep you in the know on that. It is signed by the Chief Executive Officer of the Food and Drugs Authority. Well, let's move on now to our next story. 
And the University Teachers Association of Ghana uh, branch at the University for Development Studies wants the Ghana Tertiary Education Council to immediately stop the implementation process of office holding positions in public universities and the cancellation of some offices or positions. According to the union, Escuchas ese rugido? Sientes la experiencia de poder? La emoción de la libertad? Ya estás preparado para vivir tu nueva aventura. Nueva Ram 1500, hecha para vivir. Ram es una marca registrada de FCA US LLC. GTEC is subtly implementing the public universities bill that key stakeholders of higher education in Ghana rejected. It is therefore warning that GTEC's actions are increasingly threatening the autonomy of public universities as it undermines the various university councils, making them redundant and powerless. Utah UDS is threatening a strike if these demands are not met. Let's get the details now from a statement released by the UTAG UDS. And uh, there it is. It, it is titled, Re-Termination of the Implementation of Office-Holding Positions in Public Universities and Notice of Industrial Action. And uh, the Director General, Ghana Tertiary Education Commission, that's how it's addressed, uh, and it's dated the 11th of July 2023. It reads, on the 16th of June 2023, the University for Development Studies wrote a letter to all deans and directors to effect the implementation of office-holding positions in public universities and the cancellation of some offices or positions. This directive was in response to implementing the May 22, 2023 letter by the Ghana Tertiary Education Commission on this subject. Members of the University Teachers Association of Ghana, UDS, that is uh, UTAG UDS, and the Ghana Association of University Administrators, that is GAWA of UDS, have observed the following. And there's quite a list of um, issues. The first, this exercise of cancellation of positions was searched without, was reached uh, without recourse and consultations with the members of public university unions across the country who are critically affected by these unilateral decisions. Again, they note, we also observed with disturbance that some of the positions offered for cancellation were negotiated for as part of the payroll allowances. We observed the controlling, micromanaging behaviors and headmaster acts of the GTEC regarding the public university's day-to-day -day administration and academic autonomy system, which members will resist. We observed the worrying attempts by GTEC to subtly implement the public university's bill that key stakeholders of higher education in Ghana rejected. Indeed, GTEC's actions are increasingly threatening the autonomy of public universities as it undermines the various university councils making them redundant and power powerless. This is an unhealthy development. And maybe the final one before we cross over. We know that parts of the rejected PUB, that is the Public Universities Bill, are being implemented through the back door using the GTEC law. This is a threat to the autonomy of public universities and an attack on academic freedom. Well, let's now cross over have an interaction. We've been joined via Zoom by Secretary of UTAG uh, branch of the UDS, Dr. Ilias Mumuni, and Deputy Director General of the Ghana Tertiary Education Council, Dr. Ahmed uh, Jinapo. So I'll start uh, by posing this question, Doc. You are threatening to go on strike from the 28th of this month. Uh,
can you explain to us what the issues are and what has triggered this industrial action? Very much, uh, Ivan, uh, for this opportunity. The name is and, Benjamin. Ah, uh, Benjamin, sorry for that. And um, thank you to all your viewers and listeners. Um, as you've clearly read out, um, we are threatening to go on strike on the 28th of this month um, if uh, the any of the points you've uh, read out are clearly not uh, attended to by our regulator, GTEC. Mm. And we came to this particular conclusion because we thought that issues related to position holdings of various UTAC and GAWA members uh, needed to have had broader, you know, consultation or engagement with us, right. which actually never happened. What we knew happened was an engagement with various university management. And, uh, you know, as you may know, the functioning process of various union systems and the functioning process of university management are quite similar but very different. And, and, and we thought as members of that broader fraternity, we should have been in the process to, to help make inputs and shape how and which ones we think were appropriate. We, we understand the basket case of... Uh, the general economy and the very motive GTEC is uh, attempting to achieve. But these things cannot just be done in that unilateral form without us sitting on the table with them. And, and, and so we think that the time is now, and for a start, we want GTEC to stay put with this particular directive so that broader stakeholders' engagement uh, can be done before anything like. Uh, a modification or whatever can come. Let me find out from you, though. Is it then the case that your union had not been consulted before the implementation of this uh, decision, as we know it, to terminate office-holding positions at your university? Is it to say you were not in the know? Absolutely. And, and I, I, I speak on behalf of University for Development Studies and also as a member of the National Executive Committee of UTAC National, mm. that as, as a broader 15-member university setup, we were not consulted, we were not part of the process. What we heard from the grapevine was basically about UTAC meeting one-on-one -on -one with individual universities. In the first instance, we had problems with that because that is the existence of Vice Chancellor's Ghana, DCG. And so oftentimes, Decisions like this needed to have been, you know, tabled at that level. But we knew that GTEC really wanted to do this divide and rule tactics or approach to deal with individual uh, universities or institutions using the model of uniqueness of each institution and, and certain positions that may not be part of a very broad national organogram. And as such, they want to really engage them on that square. However, we know somehow the main motive was to actually deal with them individually so that as a regulator, they can actually have their way through. And that is exactly what they have done by meeting them individually to take them through these things and then subsequently direct them to, you know, cancel these positions. And we know that each and every public university have had their fair share of this cancellation.
Right. And he just on that note, you made mention of the fact that each and every institution has had its fair share. So just to confirm with you, is this situation peculiar to the UDS or does it cut across? And again, uh, since you brought this to the fore, if your concerns are not addressed, what will be the next move? Yes, so, uh, so, so it's not only unique to University for Development Studies, but the, the request or directive for translation differ from university to university depending on the structure. And so, for instance, if, if you recall, the University for Development Studies um, is or was, uh, it started as a multi-campus. And that is where we had WA, UBIT, and then um, Navrongo, CKT, you know, becoming autonomous out of it. And we still have Nyantala campus and the Dungu Tamale campus. So based on this multi-campus system, the structuring is completely different from, say, University of Ghana, Kwame Nkrumah University of Science and Technology and, and Cape Coast and, and, and others. And we also have Unibar almost using the same model. And so based on these uniqueness, certain offices that have been asked to be counseled uniquely may not be the same as compared to, for instance, University of Ghana or, for instance, Kwame Nkrumah University of Science and Technology. In that regard, the unique differences, you know, come on board. However, we understand that these things, is, uh, they, are, they are national exercises that, um, you know, GTEC uh, is, is, is going through. But as far as we are concerned, at the local level, our members really are not actually taking it kindly. And, and once these exercises are not stopped or these directives are not put on hold, uh, members are threatening that by 28th, we members of University for Development Studies as in the GAWA and the university teachers will not be able to teach and carry out any other community service that reflects the functions of a university. Dr. Mumini, we're grateful uh, for your time. Let me now bring in Dr. Ahmed Jinapo of the G-Tech. Uh, Doc, first off, what is your response to these concerns? Uh, Dr. Mumini has been listing a number of concerns that they have. What is your response to them? Hello, Dr. Jinapo. Can you hear me? Can, yeah, I can hear. Can you hear me? I can hear you now. Um, okay. So, so, so the name is Professor Jinapo. Professor uh, Jinapo, my apologies, yes. sir. Deputy Director General of the Ghana Tertiary Education Commission, North Council. Right. Commission. Okay. Thank you for the correction. So, as I said, uh, let me uh, greet my brother, Dr. Mumuni, and pick it up from where he ended. Uh, a couple of issues. Uh, the first thing is that uh, for us as a commission, we are very committed to ensuring that uh, tertiary education commission, uh, uh, delivery is enhanced. And I can assure him and the general public of UDS that there's no going to be a strike. I've had conversation with him uh, beyond they writing this petition and threatening to go on strike. I'm supposed to be at UDS on Thursday, which is 20th of July meet both Gawa and Utah. And let me just put this in the right perspective, Ivan. I hope you can hear me. I can hear you. Yeah. The simple thing is this. Two things that have been raised by Utah, one of them has to do with the unilateral cancellation 
of office holding when it comes to university staff. There's nothing like that. Dr. Mumuni was appointed as a lecturer of that university, just like me. Once you are appointed as a lecturer, you are assigned to a department. You grow within the department. Then when you are lucky and you work hard, you become a head of department just as he is. He's the head of department of ICT. He occupies that office for a short period, maximum two years if you're a senior lecturer. If you're an associate professor, you occupy it for three years. Once you are done, you exit. What we've realized, my brother, what we've realized is that there are so many offices that have been created without recourse to even DC. When you go to the University of Architecture, we have an office called the Vice Chancellor, the Pro Vice Chancellor, the Registrar, the Dean, the Head of Department. These are offices within the University of Architecture. But if you go and create offices, even like Head of Special Animals Project, Head of Small Animals Project, Head of Photocopier Office, Head of Cold Room. In fact, we have Head of Distance Education. I can speak to UDS. UDS, they have an office known as Head of Distance Education at Bupi, Bupi, my hometown. And do you know where the program is being run? At a secondary school. So what we did was that we sat down with each individual head or management of an institution. That is why he said we are being selected. We sat down with each of them. We said, look, look at what offices you have on your payroll. If you are telling me that you want to pay a lecturer like Dr. Mumu, who has been appointed as a lecturer, as a consultant, you are paying him consultancy every month. You have a secretary to a vice chancellor who is paid as a team. Ivan. Hello? I'm here. Yeah, you are paid the secretary <coughs> to the vice chancellor as a dean, a position held by a professor. And where are we going to? And beyond that, he says we haven't consulted them. The process hasn't ended. We haven't even started implementing it. In fact, after last week, we met UPSC. UPSC. We've met the University of Ghana four times. We are arranging to meet KNUST. I arranged to meet UDS Vice-Chancellor. UDS Vice-Chancellor, they haven't finished. So when you tell me that UGTEC unilaterally is cancelling offices, it's not the case. So you say you did not unilaterally do it, but every step of the way, did you engage the institutions concerned? Obviously, the yes. UDS yes. has concerns. Yes. So, yes. so let did. me know. We did. The, the public Ivan. universities, Ivan. did you engage them? You are interacting with Benjamin, by the way. Yes. Yes. Did you Ivan. engage them every step of the way? Every step we engage the vice chancellor. We are talking of office holding, Ivan. We are not talking of your job. You are a journalist. That's your job. You are a journalist. Tomorrow, if you are general manager of Joy FM, Joy FM, it's a position that you are holding, Tomorrow you leave, but you are still a journalist. That is your job. So you are appointed as an assistant lecturer into a university community. You are appointed as a junior assistant registrar. But when you are... Los mejores viajes nacen en la carretera. Pero este comenzará en tu mente. ¿Escuchas ese rugido? ¿Sientes la experiencia de poder? ¿La emoción de la libertad? 
ya estás preparado para vivir tu nueva aventura. Nueva Ram 1500, hecha para vivir. Ram es una marca registrada de FCA US LLC. And by virtue of your appointment, you are created, an office is created, that you are head of cold room, you are head of small animals project, you are head of a large animals project, you are head of all kinds of things. So, so tell me, you, you, you feel, you feel, you, you feel, you, you feel this is unnecessary um, duplication of roles, right? Or replication of roles? Not necessarily unnecessary duplication of roles, but what we are saying is that at the university, there are prescribed offices that have been agreed upon by the university community informed by VCG. You cannot tell me that there shouldn't be a vice chancellor or a chief executive officer of a university. There should be a vice chancellor. Anybody who occupies that office as a vice chancellor is a professor by rank. He enters that office. He leaves when he's done. But UDS have an office for director for diversification. There's sophistication. There's it. And when we talk of a directorate, we know what goes into a directorate even. When we talk of a directorate, there's a difference between a directorate, a head of department, and a section. So I must say, I must say, UDS, we are going to work with them. We have spoken to Dr. Mumuni. We will be meeting convocation, that is Gawa and Utah. There's not going to be any strike. Once we have that conversation, you understand and appreciate where we are coming from. At the end of the day, all what we are looking for is that there needs to be sanity in the system. There needs to be sanity. So I, there, there's no need for uh, drumming of what war drums or whatever it is. There's going to be sanity. We had already arranged to meet even the uh, unions post our agreements with the management. And even as I told you, these are office holdings. Nobody's condition of service is going to be varied. Nobody. All right. Nobody's condition uh, of service. Uh, just, just clarify for me, Prof. By the way, you are interacting with Benjamin Akako. You've kept referring to me as Evans. I've not changed my yeah. name yet. Um, yeah. Sorry about that. No problem. Now, one of the claims that you are is that you are subtly implementing the public universities bill. And we know what no, no. the content it of has, that was. Just, just let me land. Let me, let me land. Yes. Because this is what uh, Dr. Mumuni made mention of. And again, it's your word against his. Because you say there was consultation every step of the way. He says they were left in the dark. So I'd like to find out from you. Are you picking and choosing from the public universities bill and moving forward apart from interacting with these entities, what is going to be the modus operandi of GTEC? The modus operandi is very simple. You cannot treat offices that are not recognized by the universities themselves. You cannot pay a lecturer who is employed as a lecturer, as a consultant. You, are, you uh, Evans, you are working with Joy FM or Joy News. That's your job. You cannot be paid as a consultant. We are saying that you cannot establish a distance education program where you take full fee paying and you pay an officer head of evening classes. You cannot pay an officer who has been fully employed and tell him that you are paying him for what? Weekend classes. That is the point that we are making. But at the end of the day, in terms of consultation, these are office holding. Office holding are creation of management. Creation of management. I can tell you on authority. Last two, three weeks, I was at SD Dumbo, 
I met both Utah and Gawa. I met them. I was there. I met them. And we even arranged to meet Nick. But as I told you, this whole process is evolving. We haven't even finished. Nothing has, has been implemented. We haven't implemented anything. And as I did indicate, I'm supposed to be at UDS, where we are speaking to today, on the 21st of this month. I'm meeting them. And from there, I will go to Navango. I am UTAC, so to speak. I was secretary for UTAC at UEW. I was a member of the National Executive Committee. There's no way. There's no way. And I'm not speaking as me as a person. I'm speaking as a commission. There's no way that anybody is going to be short in. But the right thing needs to be done, my brother. The right thing needs to be done. Prof, uh, we're grateful for your time interacting with us, of course, uh, Prof of the GTEC answering some of those concerns raised by the UTAG uh, UDS, that is the UTAG branch of UDS. We were interacting earlier with Dr. Mumuni and we just had an interaction with Professor Janapo of the GTEC. We're taking a breather. We'll return shortly on Joy Newsroom.
Thank you for staying with us on Joy Newsroom. Let's hit the political terrain now. And in a show of enthusiastic support, loyal supporters of Manaf Ibrahim trooped to the regional office of the new Patriotic Party to pick nomination forms for the upcoming MPP Aswasi parliamentary primary. They describe Manaf as a young politician with great potential to shed light uh, of change and growth in the Asawase constituency. There is more in this report. Hundreds of party supporters dressed in white paraded the principal streets of the Asawasi constituency to support the attempt by Manaf Ibrahim to lead the MPP in the 2024 parliamentary election. <laughs> According to Elizabeth Asari, leader of the Manaf fan club, Manaf possesses the attributes required to drive genuine change in the constituency. The man is kind-hearted. He does not discriminate along party lines and he does not do so because he wants to become a member of parliament. People would be pleased to support such a person's ambitions. He surprisingly provided us with food during the lockdown. He is in fact a godsend to us. She says because of the aspiring candidate's strong love and loyalty to the party and the constituents, they were able to organize 3,000 cities to pick the nomination forms. He makes no religious distinctions. He is a Muslim and I am an Ashanti. But we decided to pick parliamentary nomination forms for him because of his love and mercy for us. Elizabeth urges delegates in the constituency to vote for Manaf in the party's upcoming parliamentary primaries. Abdelbasid Isa, another supporter of Manaf, describes the aspiring candidate as generous. Abdelbasid believes Manaf can end Mohamed Muntaka's long stay in parliament. Yes. He is the only one who can bring Mohamed Muntaka's long tenure to an end. Since Muntaka fears him, he is a farmer, yet he takes care of kidney patients paying 45,000 cities on medical fees each month. Every month we have almost 45,000 Ghana for every month each month. In 2019, Manaf was suspended from contesting the MPP's parliamentary election for misconduct. A report by Mohamed Nuruddin. Now, security analyst Adib Sani says the Ghana Statistical Services report, which reveals that over 1.5 million young people in 2022 were unemployed, not in school or under training, should be seen as a national security threat. According to him, studies indicate that unemployed young persons can easily be swayed by terrorist groups because of their vulnerability. Before we hear from him, though, here are excerpts from that report. With the highest proportions of disengaged youth who are greater Accra 
Ashanti, Eastern, and Central. The census also revealed that 1.4 million young people in that age group had never attended school with higher percentages among females compared to males. Right. Regions such as uh, Savannah, Northeast, Northern, Upper West, and OT had significant members of young people who had never attended school. The unemployment rate for young people aged 50 to 24 was 32.8%, with higher rates for females compared to males. Several regions had unemployment rates over 30%, with the Upper West Region and Western North being the highest. Los mejores viajes nacen en la carretera, pero este comenzará en tu mente. ¿Escuchas ese rugido? ¿Sientes la experiencia de poder? ¿La emoción de la libertad? Ya estás preparado para vivir tu nueva aventura. Nueva Ram 1500, hecha para vivir. Ram es una marca registrada de FCA US LLC. We can now hear from security analyst Adib Sani describing the situation as a national security threat. It's expected that this year, when the report is published next year, Burkina Faso might take precedence as the most affected country by terrorism globally, and that might also include Mali, and that poses a bit of a threat to us. And one of the ways terrorists, based on my studies I've done, you know, I terrorism and counterterrorism specialists, and we've done a lot of work in that area. One of the major issues has got to do with unemployment. Mm. Young people who are swayed by the terrorists, and they don't have to have active recruiters on the ground. Just on social media, they are able to get into the minds of young people who are jobless, whose future is uncertain, who feel marginalized, who feel cheated by the system. And that is a problem for us. And talk about internal security. Um, we've had to contend with robberies and other crimes um, in, in the past. Now, I'm glad the narcotics law has been changed um, so that at least instead of having people go to prison for 10 years uh, on, uh, on, on uh, marijuana charges, we can have them uh, pay fines. But, um, sorry. Okay. We can have them uh, pay fines instead. But young people are particularly vulnerable. Let's talk travel-related matters now. And the French ambassador to Ghana, Jules Ma Anambiosu, is promising the release of visas to an estimated 6,000 applicants by the end of this year. Speaking during this year's Bastille Day celebrations at the French Embassy, the ambassador said this was going to enable France to receive more applicants under better conditions. Here is Sarah Mensah's report, read to you. It was a display of rich and colorful French culture as France and its embassies across the world commemorated the 143rd French National Day. 
Bastille Day celebrated on July 14th marks the French Revolution's key moments. It is the anniversary of the storming of Bastille on the 14th of July 1789, symbolizing the fight of the French people against monarchy and oppression. Speaking at this year's event at the France Embassy, French ambassador to Ghana, Jules Armand, mentioned that there are several existing procedures for obtaining long-stay visas for applicants seeking to travel to France. We are likely to reach the 6,000 mark by the end of this year, deliveries of visa. The visa service enables us to receive more applicants under better conditions. I also hope that the several existing procedures for obtaining long stay or multiple entry visa will help us to boost travel between our two countries. He further announced that there is going to be a new exchange program which will enable more Ghanaian students travel to study in France and vice versa. In this regard, I would like to highlight the new exchange program which will enable even more Ghanaians to study in France and French students to come and study in Ghana. To change the relation, we need not only mutual respect, we need equality, but we also need reciprocity. We have a lot to learn from the African continent. Senior presidential advisor to the president, Yawosafo Mafo, who represented President Kufuado, said the relationship between both countries will continue to strengthen. Our relations have been characterized by high-level visits by officials of both countries. I recall the recent visit to France by President Nana Adudankwa Ekufuado to participate in the summit on a new global financing pact. It was indeed an extraordinary moment in history. The French community in Ghana representatives of the Ghana government, traditional chiefs, artists and personalities were present. Deputy Minister for Trade and Industry Stephen Amwa spoke to Joe News about the strong bilateral relationship between France and Ghana. There's a very strong bilateral relationship between Ghana and France. We have a lot of things in common. You know France is a very peaceful country as well as Ghana. I am very happy France is one of the most reputable countries in the world. And they've done a lot for Africa and other countries as well. Let's talk National Science and Math Quiz now. And Maoli Senior High School cuts Keta SHTS and Bishop Herman College to size, claiming a resounding victory and securing the prestigious Goyle Vota and Otizono Regional Championship for the very first time. For all students of the school, it will be the best homecoming week gift to the school. My colleague Michael Ashali was there and now reports.
Kamali Senior High School for the very first time. This school has been crowned the best school in the Volta region, winning the NSMQ Volta Regional Championship. I mean, certainly the euphoria in the school is off the roof because this week also marks the homecoming, right? For the school. I mean, as all students, how does it feel? We cannot explain how we feel right now as all students of the great Mauli school they were protesting our win yes but this is Mauli yes we are the best God is here and we want to tell the whole world that Mauli senior high is coming to this contest to win okay so let's hear from some more elated students I mean as an old student as an old student, this is also homecoming, right? Yeah. What does this mean for your homecoming? Like my boss just said, this victory is something that cannot be described now. It's going to be an eternal victory that will carry us to a very long place. And as we are marking our coming, this is just the great way to continue our program. We are in the mood. And then we'll make sure that whatever thing that we came here to do will be a success. Okay, but what, what do you say to Keta? I mean, Keta certainly handed you your first way, right? What, what do you say to Keta? They could have beaten you, right? Yeah, yeah. Oh, no doubt about it. But you know, it's strategy. And since there was a tiebreaker and then our guys were able to do it on the right time. I mean, you just have to say all the three schools did well. That's right. Those that have contested from day one to now, they've all done well. So we all we can say is congratulations to everybody. But at the end of the day, we should have just a winner. And that is Mauli Senior High School. We are coming for the cup. This year is ours. This year belongs to Mauli School. This year is our year. No. Look, Mauli is 3H college. 3H college. The head, heart, and heart. Listen, we have, we have Samet. We have Samet there. Abdi Samet as our heart. We have Jeffrey there. Jeffrey there as our hand. And we have, we have Abdullah. 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 side. I mean, run by run, what was going through your mind? Because Keta certainly didn't make it easy for you. Oh, yeah. When we started the contest, it wasn't going as expected. We started very poorly. We were getting our major questions wrong, but we kept on. We kept on, we kept on like, trying, because we don't know what can happen in the end. And then, and then at the end of the round, we were leading us to, like, six points. But I kept on motivating my partner, and then, with God, we made it. 
I mean, taking the last question and managing to win over Keta, how did that feel? Yeah, it's a big win for us because you know Keta is very, it's a popular school in Mali now. But we know how to deal with certain situations, especially the tiebreaker. We know that if the last the last word that is needed to solve the question is mentioned, we have to ring and get the answer in. That's what we did, and we won. So okay, great. You are going to the nationals, right? What should we expect from Maoli School? Maoli School is known for being like little but wonderful things. So we are just expecting that if we go put in our all, win the contest for the nationals as well. So we promise nothing but we're taking the trophy. Solid. Let me talk to the coordinator. So, I mean, what do you make of the performance of your boys? Certainly, it was a nerve-wracking contest. I saw many people on the edge of their seat. For you, what do you make of the contest? Oh, I think we have done our best. That's what I've been praying for. Our name is Mauli. It means God with us. And our God has actually crowned us. What's going to be the strategy for the nationals? Oh, we keep uh, putting on our efforts. And I will do our best. In fact, we pray that we go higher. That's all. Yeah. Surely. And like you have heard from the Maoli means God is with us. And God has shown his face bright upon their school, managing to pull off a host and win for the very first time since the Volta Regional Zonal competition was put in place. Uh, well, they will be moving to the Nationals and the hope to ask the likes of Presec, Prempe, and Adisado College. Let's see how that goes when that time comes. For Joy News, Michael. Ashali. Well, congratulations to Maoli School, Austin, Keta, SHTS, and my very own Bishop Herman College, last year's Zonal winners. And that's how we cap off uh, Joy Newsroom this afternoon with me, Benjamin Akakwa. But do stay up next. It's the law with Samson Ladi and Today we're talking about capital punishment. So the death penalty and the case against it. That conversation up next on this network. Do stay. Los mejores viajes nacen en la carretera. Pero este comenzará en tu mente. ¿Escuchas ese rugido? ¿Sientes la experiencia de poder? ¿La emoción de la libertad? Ya estás preparado para vivir tu nueva aventura. Nueva Ram 1500. Hecha para vivir. Ram es una marca registrada de FCA US LLC.